Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. I can't believe it's like Halloween already. I know. <laughs> Spooky season. I'm. I, I, are you ready for this this Halloween episode? I am so excited. I fucking love Halloween. I think as I get older, it's probably becoming like not like it's becoming my second favorite holiday. <laughs> Hang on, wait. What's your first favorite? Oh, I'm all about Christmas now. Oh, yeah, Christmas is pretty awesome. But, like, I still love Halloween. I just wish it was more of a thing in Australia. I think that's the... I was about to say, it's not a huge thing here. No, it's not. I wish it was. Right. I think I love it because, like, this is the perfect time to watch all of the scary things, play all of the (laughs) scary games. Like, it is just... I, I love it. I love it so much. I think I'm just, like, more about, like, the aesthetic vibe of Halloween. I think I think that's where like I feel at home in Halloween. Yeah. It brings out my inner emo child for sure. I was about to say, like my regular wardrobe is now acceptable. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, we should probably intro the podcast. Welcome to the Devil's Margarita. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ali. And did you also realize that this Halloween would be our two year anniversary <gasps> Happy of this podcast? Oh, I know, right? I feel like it doesn't feel like it's been two years because we took like two really uh, <laughs> long, long unscheduled breaks. Yeah. But yeah, 2020 Halloween, we posted our first episode. I can't believe we've been doing this for like that long. Know, right? Like it doesn't feel like, like granted, yeah, we took some time off, but I mean, yeah, that's crazy. But still, two years. I thought it was one year. I remember we had this conversation um, like the last time we recorded and I'm like, yeah, it'd be our year anniversary. And then I looked at my like, hang on, wait, no, it's two. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, <laughs> I'm bringing up the anniversary for a reason, though. Ooh. Uh, for our listeners, you wouldn't know this, but there was a lost episode of this podcast. <gasps> That's right. <laughs> uh, so we had planned to release our first ever episode on Halloween. It was going to be a spooky one <laughs> because Halloween. And we recorded it. It was great. It was a good episode, blah, blah, blah. Um, the audio corrupted. I have no idea how. It was a ghost for fucking sure. I used to do a podcast before this one that I used to do like every week and I had never had audio corrupt. Well, we've never had audio never. issues since. No. So like I don't – I still genuinely do not know how it happened. And that – it was a weird episode. Like granted it was our I first. I think it was just cursed. But it was definitely yeah. – it was one of – I don't remember the ins and outs, and I do remember you saying, I will whip this one out again yeah. at some point. <laughs> and I was just like, okay – Today is that day. I'm so excited. <laughs> but I remember, like, even when back then when we recorded, I was just like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What? Yeah, I don't know. The episode was just cursed. I couldn't retrieve the audio, so it just never seen the light of day. Um, but, yeah, today is the day that I'm whipping it back out. That's so – I mean, out of context, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it does. Um, I'm going to leave it there anyway. Wonderful. <laughs> Soundbite that. <laughs> yeah, it's a heckin' spook. It's a, it's a heckin' haunt. But it's a bit more than that at the same time. So I guess prepare yourself. I'm so excited. I'm I'm so excited. Do you remember anything about this? No. Oh, I remember a, like a talk about a trench. A trench? Why do I remember a trench? I don't even know if I remember a trench. I did skim back over these notes uh, today, but I'm going to be honest. It's mostly going to be a surprise to me as well. I feel like I remember a trench. Am I remembering an alternate reality? We'll find out if there is one, because <laughs> I can't remember. Just kidding. I'm a time traveler. <laughs> I'm remembering an alternate reality. <laughs> I mean, that'd be wild. Right? Oh, conspiracy. 
Okay, is that the only thing you remember? Is the trench? I think so. Like, I have a really bad memory. Same. So that's why this is going to be mostly a surprise to me as well, because I just kept the notes. I skimmed over them today, uh, but that's it. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I'm remembering, like, some man. I think I might have made a comment about it when we – because, like, I feel like when you and I talk about these things, I especially when on your episodes, I have this tendency to build up, like, this – visual in my head of of some people and I do this in like when I talk to other people too Mm. but like I distinctly remember having visuals from certain episodes and like there was one episode I can't remember which one we did and we were talking about a lawnmower and I remember (laughs) having a visual of a guy with a tractor like a ride-on lawnmower on a trailer I don't know why I have that that's stuck in my brain um (laughs) but I remember from don't remember that the very first time we Recorded, I have this visual of like this guy that looks like a fat controller <laughs> from Thomas Attempt. <laughs> I don't know why he stuck in my head. That's great. I wish I knew which one that was um, associated with. Oh, I'm sure I'll remember at some point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's great. So this will all be new to you anyway, mostly. I'm excited. It sounds good. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the Beechworth Lunatic Asylum. Or as it was later known, Mayday Hills Mental Hospital. I feel like both of those names are as bad as each other. But, uh, you know, whatever. So, I mean, like, when I first looked into this, I thought that it's going to be a perfect Halloween episode. It's going to be full of ghosts. It's going to be spooky. Um, But I I really got more than I bargained for um, because I don't know why I didn't consider the treatment of the actual patients um, in these places. Mm. Uh, We're kind of talking about a time where, like, mental illness was not really um you know spoken about we didn't really know how to treat it and i mean we still don't really now to be honest absolutely Um, but it was so much worse in the past uh so i can't imagine what it was like for the patients that had to stay in these kind of places yeah keep that in mind as we talk about this (sighs) i'm excited uh so i'm just going to give like a little trigger warning um, because some of the information I'm going to share is it might be distressing for some people, especially if like you or a family member had ever been in a place like this. And I'm going to talk about past treatments uh, for mental illness, which might make you uncomfortable. Um, I'm also going to use words like lunatic and asylum, which are obviously extremely outdated mm. um, and do not reflect our society currently. Um, but I'm going to use them in context for how they were viewed in the past. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. So now that I've got all the warnings out of the way, I might give some background on the asylum itself um, before we get into the haunting. I'm so excited. I feel like <sighs> we so rarely do trigger warnings, like like detailed trigger warnings. So I'm just like, ooh. But I mean, I guess I kind of have to in this one because it's yeah. going to be kind of mental health heavy. Um, not that oh, – I was going to say not that our other episodes aren't, but I feel like our other episodes – you kind of know what you're walking into. Mm, yeah. Like, especially the true crime ones, because you're like, we're going to talk about someone being probably horrifically murdered. So mm. you kind of already have in your mind where that's going to go, what that might include. Right. And we can always, like, target our sarcasm towards mm. somebody. Whereas in these ones, it's like, I think it's a little bit more difficult to target a particular person. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's, yeah, definitely not going to be uh, kind of like the tone of this episode. So I'm excited. Beechworth is a regional town in Victoria, Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty close to the border of New South Wales. Oh. So it's approximately 300 k's from Melbourne. So it's pretty regional. Yeah. 
And Chips doesn't like that, apparently. He's like, fuck being regional. Oh, God. So, like, (laughs) this is really a reflection of the time because I wrote my notes. If the pandemic wasn't a thing, I would love to go there. Oh. Oh, that's like some weird nostalgia. (laughs) Oh, that takes us back. It does, doesn't it? Because, yeah, this was 2020. I would have been in lockdown. Yeah, this would have been right in the thick of it, of that first wave, too. Like, the first few waves. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. Nostalgia. I, I since retract that statement because I would probably just wee myself. I scare very easily. But I think I was more talking about the actual town itself because, like, they've retained all of their, like, historic buildings. I um, love that. Which also includes the one that we're going to talk about. I love that. I love, like, historic architecture. Same. And, like, I feel like Australian, like, historic buildings are kind of different because we don't actually have a lot of history. Right. We're still pretty new in terms of countries really like i seen a tweet today as someone um who's australian who's in the uk at the moment and they're like i'm in a pub that's 500 years old that's wild and they're like i can't wrap my brain around that wild i I can't wrap my brain around that either that's crazy (laughs) that's crazy yeah so like the other things they have there is like the old jail where ned kelly's mother spent time which i'm like i didn't know that ned kelly's mother went to jail me either guess it ran in the family or something i don't know Mm. Did you, did you know that we don't know where Ned Kelly's head is? What do you mean we don't know? Aside. Is this going to uh, be... We lost it. This is going to be the eel thing all over again, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the other night when we were gaming, <laughs> I uh, I made the mistake of telling you about the eels and how we don't know how they reproduce. And, and I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> it. You know what? The worst thing is my phone's definitely listening to me because it keeps giving me eel content now. Oh, I hate it. it so is... now I know more terrible things about eels. So. It is just, it's living rent-free in my head and it's the <laughs> only thing that has really been able to consume my brain for the last. <sighs> but yeah, apparently we lost Ned Kelly's head. I don't know if we've found it since. How did we lose the head? Uh, fuck it knows we're Australian. No one cares. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, we did. We lost his head for a while. I don't know if we found it since. I haven't kept up on Ned Kelly's head. I'm just Googling Ned Kelly's head. Because that seems like an Australian thing to do. It's still missing as of 2018. <laughs> Dear Lord. I guess if you don't know who Ned Kelly is, but I feel like most people know who Ned Kelly is because there's that famous movie with Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So I'm, I, he's a, he was a criminal in like, actually, when did he die? I want to say it was the 1800s. Am I wrong? Uh, Googling Ned Kelly, removing the apostrophe S head. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Died 11th of November, 1880. I did think it was the 1800s. There you go. That's right, because he was in the old Melbourne jail. Yes. Yes, he was. Spooky place. He went to, like, a lot of jails, to be honest. Because mm. there's, like, a um, a statue of him at Pentridge as well there you in go. Victoria. Uh, apparently he stayed there for a bit. Who knows? Anyway, I don't know why he's so famous, but he was, I guess, one of our first criminals, like, bad ones. That did a lot of things. It's, it's so bizarre because, like, he was a criminal, but we're just like, Ned Kelly, <laughs> you know? No, it's so weird. Like, he was a criminal. I, I Did he do much murdering? I don't think so. But, um, like, more, I think it was more, like, thieving and stuff like that. Mm. But, like, he's so ingrained in, like, Australian culture and history. I don't know. I feel like Australians just like a good criminal. It's why we liked um Chopper. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like, yeah, Ned Kelly was very much, like, Robin Hood, like 
fighting the yeah. whole corruption thing. And I think that's why it makes him a little bit more endearing because it's just like sticking it to the man. But like he did some really not great things. Like I, mean, I don't want to um, yeah. glorify. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's probably paid for it now, especially the fact that we can't find his head. So, well, true. Karma came around, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's also like Australians come from convicts. So maybe, yeah. I, maybe it's that as well. I don't know. But anyway, we really went off on a tangent there. Uh, so sorry. Uh, so anyway, Beechworth was part of like the gold rush uh-huh. in like the 1850s. Um, so there's like a lot of historic buildings. That's where we were going with that. I love that. Sorry. Um, so yeah, just think like gold rush era. And that's probably what Beechworth looks like. I love that. Every time I think of the gold rush era, I always think of Bathurst in New South Wales. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of areas in Australia that were like had gold. Hmm. Did you go panning for gold when you were in primary school? No, I didn't. <gasps> what? But I know so many people who did. Yeah, I went panning for gold. Did you find any? Yeah, I got a little nug. Ooh, tiny nug. A little nug? Yeah, I mean, it's not really a nug. It's like a fleck. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, a nug? Are you rich? <laughs> nah, I lost it. <laughs> is, is gold even worth that much these days? I have no I idea. Have no idea. I just, yeah, I remember for the whole day... It was very exciting as a kid, um, but realistically, for the amount that I found, really not worth the day's work. <laughs> really not worth it. <laughs> oh, God. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, back onto the asylum. <laughs> really went way off there. Beechworth Lunatic Asylum was opened in October 1867. So she old. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. I, I don't want to think about how... People were treated. Not good. In a hospital like that in 1867. Mm. But yeah. So patients before um, the asylum opened were just sent to the jail. Oh, good. Because they didn't have any other facilities for them. So just like, yeah, just pop you off to the jail. You haven't committed a crime or anything, but off you go. Mm. So I imagine that was great for them as well. Obvious sarcasm. Absolutely. When it was opened, it was the largest building in the colony and it was half a K long. Ew. I looked at some photos of this place today and it looks so scary. Really? <laughs> so hang on, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll show you a photo. Oh, that's intimidating. Right. Like there's no, there's also no way that that place is not haunted. Oh, absolutely. For sure haunted. Obviously we'll include <laughs> photos in um, our social media posts about this, but it just looks scary. It's very, in- it like. It looks haunted. It's very intimidating. Like it looks scary. like a fortress. Yeah, it does. And it just, like, looms over you. It, mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's got a vibe and it's not a good one. Some of the building later burned down and was restored, but it didn't return to the massive scale that it was on the opening day. Okay. It was the fourth psychiatric hospital to be built in Australia, and the demand was high, apparently, in regional Victoria. Um, so there's actually, in that, like, regional part of Victoria, there's quite a few, like, old asylums. What's going on? So I don't know what was happening in that area or if, like, these people didn't actually have mental illnesses or if it was just a lot of women being accused of being heretics because they had a period. Mm, I don't know. That satanic period will get you every time. Mm. I mean, this is, like, pre-satanic panic, but I'm sure – I'm, I'm going to be honest, I feel like mostly women were not treated well. Oh, absolutely. I wonder if, like, some of it had to do with the fact that, like, so many people would have rushed to those areas because of the gold rush. Um, Probably, yeah. Rush, gold rush. Um, but, mm. like, if people were showing signs of, like, 
stress and desperation. They were just like, oh, no, he's right. he's crazy. I mean, honestly, probably. Mm, crazy. Literally. No, not, no, figuratively. Yeah, yeah. The building itself was based on a British design where the administration is at the front entrance and then it has two wings going off to either side. Mm-hmm. And one side was dedicated to women and the other to men. Yep, got to keep them separate. Can't have them, you know. Leaving us space for Jesus. Relations. Exactly. <laughs> space for Jesus. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> they would house the easier to manage patients closer to the admin building so that the visitors wouldn't have run ins with the harder to manage patients, which I'm like, how considerate of you. Lovely. That you were classifying them that way? Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. So another physical feature of the grounds that the building is on um, was the addition of what's called ha-ha walls, um, which is around the patient's courtyard. And I've never heard of this before. I feel like this is what I was relating back to the trenches. I actually think it is. (laughs) Uh, Look, I'm laughing, but this is actually very cruel and I, I don't love it. On the side that the patients would be close to the wall was a trench so that they couldn't escape. And if you're on the other side... Um, which would presumably be on, like, the street or from the outside, it looked like a normal low wall. Mm. So it really is just, like, a facade that they could escape whenever they wanted to, which I I, I don't like. I it. hate that it's called a ha-ha wall. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I'm like, the fact that they're called that just makes me feel like they're making fun of it as well. Mm. But I did look it up, and apparently it was named that because they are originally designed for livestock. And it was meant to reflect the exclamation of surprise when people would come across them. So, sure. Okay. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel better, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I, okay. And that also, like, what? You're treating people like livestock now? Right. I get, I, I, I get the whole, like, need for security in places like this. Like, I get it. But, like, mm. a trench? And, like, it just seems like it's so off because, like, it's made to deceive people. That's the part that I'm like that as well. And so, like, is it like that you, like, is it called a ha-ha wall because you laugh when you realize you can't, they can't get out? Because that seems, like, bad to me. Right, no one's going, ha-ha, I can't get out, like, when they figure it out, you know? like Exactly. You're just like, oh, I'm going to jump this wall. <laughs> no, I'm not because there's a trench there. Like, no one's, no one's. Yeah, no, that's, that's not a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hate that. Yeah, I don't like that. Take that. Uh, So the compound was designed to be completely self-sufficient. So it's on 106 hectares of farmland and it had its own orchards, kitchen gardens, um, pig fields, stables, barns, all of that. Wow. I also don't feel great about this. Basically, all the male patients who were able to work were put to work as like laborers. Good, 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 good. So like, you know, you're made to work on the farm. You're like, you know, carpenter or something, basically doing repairs to the building painters they were making shoes like there's a part of me that's like okay i guess you've got to have something to do with your days in a place like that Mm. and if you choose to do something like that because you have an interest in it great yeah but if you were forced to do that against your will not great love that i mean men weren't the only ones with jobs women also did too so they would do like the laundry they'd make clothes like domestic duties that sort of thing domestic goddesses of course of course because they're women yes Absolutely. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, yeah, I don't love it either. Different time back then, I guess. I, I want to say that, but I'm like, it is different, but are people's attitudes different? I'm not sure. Mm. I hope so. There's still people like that out there, though. Absolutely. 
Um, so at its peak, it had 1,200 patients in total and up to 700 staff. Wow. Um, so they had plenty of workers to be able to achieve the self-sufficiency that they wanted. Due to this, that meant that not many people from outside of the asylum worked there. Oh, yep. So that meant it was very self-contained. People don't know. It's like its own little inside. compound. I hate to say this, but it sounds very cult-like. Yeah. I'm not saying it was cult, but it's just more like that people didn't know what was happening in there, which I think for a place that's treating people with mental issues, probably not the greatest to have no accountability. Mm. And we're going to learn that that is the case, um, unfortunately, because here are the not-so-fun facts. Wonderful. Over 9,000 patients died there. Jesus. And only 3,000 of those died in the infirmary. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, so that means that if you only have a third of patients that died from being actually physically sick. What are the rest dying from? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Oh, I hate it. I mean, yeah. So basically what else is happening in this place that's causing so many people to die? Right. When you've only got a third dying in the medical wing. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't really have an answer for you there. Oh, wonderful. Yay. Obviously, mental health was treated very differently in the late 1800s and early 1900s, but that doesn't really explain the death. It's a hard question to answer because most of the documents that would explain all that are still sealed by the government. <gasps> Conspiracy. I, I would, would we even be surprised? That's sad. It is very sad because I can only assume, and this is obviously I'm assuming, that this was because of treatment they received mm. in the hospital i don't want to think about what they had to go through yeah and i'm not gonna like you know assume what actual treatment they might have died from that's but sad maybe we should talk about how people ended up there instead since i can't tell you what they died from okay to be committed to the asylum you only needed two signatures Uh-oh. <laughs> one was from a doctor yeah and one was from an adult in your life no nah, i hate it I hate that. I hate that. I actually hate that. This tended to be quite common for husbands who just wanted to get rid of their wives. I was just about to say, how easy would it be if yeah. you were cheating on your wife to just be like, no, she's mentally ill, I'll just sign her over. Or I'll tell a doctor whatever to get him to sign. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So this is the really fucked up part, though. Uh-oh. So to get in, you only needed two signatures to get out. You needed eight. Eight? From who? So I couldn't actually find any specific information on that, but I'm assuming it would have been probably from the doctor, the adult in your life, and then um, the staff to say that you're better. Oh, God. So basically, I think it was extremely easy to get someone in there, extremely hard to get them out. I don't think it was designed to be left, to be honest. Oh, I hate it. This is also like a view into the past of how we like looked at stuff like this. But when Beechworth opened, there were four classifications of lunacy. I mean, I hate that word anyway, but so they were mania, melancholia, dementia, and paranoia. Uh Uh-oh. I I hate this. Basically, this means because of those classifications that people that were committed back then would never be admitted to a hospital now. Mm. That's just not something you would be admitted to a hospital for. Right. And there were other fucked up things in like the distinctions of those because there was no differentiation between epilepsy and schizophrenia. So you could literally be committed for epilepsy. I fucking hate it. I hate that. 
I just, I mean, obviously we know a lot more about how anything medical works now, but I'm still like, how did you not know the difference between epilepsy and schizophrenia? Mm. I would think that that would be presented very differently. I just... (sighs) Well, maybe I don't know enough about it, but I just feel like those two things are very different. It's so weird because, like, on one hand, I'm like, it's not surprising to me at all. And to a degree, I'm kind of happy because, like, it means that, like, we've advanced significantly since then. Yeah. But I hate the thought of people, I mean, even just having the sads, just, you know, just, you know, like, especially as a woman, like, leading up to, you know, that time of the month, you just, sometimes you just get sad, sometimes you just get emotional. And then just the thought yeah. of your husband being like, you know what, I, I don't like the fact that you um, are crying instead of fucking making me dinner um, off you fuck. I don't, I don't like that idea. Um, I, I don't want to say this, but I think that that is literally the kind of scenario that we're talking about here. And that makes like, me that was so a sad. possibility. Oh, I hate it. I mean, we are sort of siding heavily with, like, women here. I'm sure that just as many fucked up things happen to men. Absolutely. I just feel like the treatment of women in the past probably just made it very easy for husbands to get their wives committed. Right. And as a woman, I think we have more, f- like, we obviously have more female experiences. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a man, so exactly, I can't yeah. I can't speak to that. But I, I don't want to make it seem like there was only women in this place because that is not true. There right. were definitely men there as well. I just – I also can't imagine that, like – I don't imagine the men would have been treated even no. remotely better because, like, you know, during that time you were supposed to be the man of the household. You were supposed to mm. be the breadwinner. Um, You're supposed to be, like, Absolutely. this idiotic symbol of masculinity and now all of a sudden you're in a – an asylum or a mental health facility that's hardly a facility. So I don't think you would have been treated well by any means because now you're weak. And Yeah, absolutely. There's only that, like, the societal pressure to be, like, the, I guess, like, the caretaker of the family Mm. in a way, Um, like, to be being able to provide, um, you know, money, essentially, Um, and, you know, then and to basically not have any emotions either because you're a man. And then if you're not coping well, yeah. then you get shipped off to this place and then basically be used for back-breaking physical labor. Yeah. And I mean, even- Sure, that's going to cure you. Even without thinking of that person and being as a husband, but like as someone's son, I can mm. guarantee that would have been a massive disappointment, <laughs> you know, like- Yeah, absolutely. During the time. Like, that sucks, like to have that type of pressure looming over you. I mean, I still think that- men now i think it's less but i I still think that there is that expectation on men to just be like okay all the time mm, don't be sad you know like exactly don't don't, don't be sad like be a man don't man be up, emotional. Like, all that kind of thing yeah it's still a thing I, I i feel like it will die out eventually and i think we are getting better at it but i still think it's not great mm, i agree i feel like we just need to get rid of the whole like gender expectation entirely and we would just be much better off, right? To be honest, you do you. As long as you're not hurting anybody, do exactly. You. Anyway, that was also an aside. After that tangent, <laughs> <laughs> so back to uh, we're going back to 1917. When I was doing research for this episode, I actually managed to find a report from 1917 from the Inspector General of the Insane because that was an actual job title. Can you imagine having that on your like as your email signature? <laughs> Even just like on your resume. Yes, I was the Inspector General of the Insane. I just, 
That's wild. That would be wild. In the report, it had the top reasons why people were committed. Do you want to hear them? <sighs> Start from the bottom of the list so I could only just get like more and more appalled. <laughs> I mean, all of this is appalling. It doesn't matter which order I read it in. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to give you the list. I'm not going to give you like um, the most popular or anything. Okay. Okay. So uh, grief. Really? Anxiety? Nah. I'm tapping out now. <laughs> Religious fault. excitement. Whatever the fuck that means. So don't be too excited about religion. Okay. If you've had an affair. Okay. A thing called fright and nervous shock. I'm like, is this if you get scared easily? Right. Like I'm a very jumpy person. If you were keen or not keen on drinking, the same for sexual desire. Oh my fucking God. I would be locked away for so many things here. I was going to say, like, I would definitely be in this place. 100%. Like, as soon as you said anxiety, I was like, well, that's me done. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, grief. I've experienced grief. Does that mean? Anyway, it's not only mental issues that are on the list, though. Oh, here we go. I I feel like this list is insane. Here we go. I use that word uh, quickly in this episode, but it came out of my mouth. Um, So it also lists things like venereal disease. Stop. (laughs) Um, Sunstroke. Stop it. Pregnancy. <sighs> Lactation. I U- Uterine and ovary, ovary disorders and puberty. Are you fucking serious? Sorry, I ca- you can't even. You can't-, you can't even go through puberty without being considered. I'm sorry. You know what? I was surprised when you said that at its peak it had like 1,200 patients. I am surprised. I feel like everyone would be in there. I'm surprised that it was only 1,200 <laughs> considering this list because what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, like, that's how many it housed. I mean, how many people went through there, though? That's another question. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It's like, hey, mum, I have my period for the very first time. Oh, well, (laughs) goodbye. I feel like it's, you know, I I say that list and it does sound just so over the top. But I think it's like if you you displayed any kind of behaviour that wasn't considered acceptable while you're going through those things. Becoming, yeah. Yeah. So as soon as you display any kind of, like, outburst or you know, periods of, like, being sad or, like, anything like that. You're just like, yep, off you go. Off you fuck. What? That's in- that's so, just What I wild. feel like would have happened is it just would have been an insane amount of pressure on people to act in a certain way. Mm. I Yeah. None of this is good. This was, like, this report came out in 1917, did you say? Not 1970. Yes, yes that's right, 1917. This um, explains so much as to why it right. feels like- um, in the eighties, everyone just went fucking buck wild. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I think everything, I think, like, even that started in like what, like the sixties. Everything was like so prim and proper back then. Like, obviously, yeah. No wonder people fucking rebelled and were just like, you know what, fuck it, can't. Yeah, exactly. To further prove my earlier point about how much death was in this place, according to the same report, in nineteen sixteen, the total number of emissions was seven hundred and seventy-two. Oh no. However, Uh-oh. 251 of them died. Jesus Christ. And 105 recovered. So that means that you were way more likely to remain in the asylum. Then your next option is dying. Oh, I don't like that. And a very small percentage were released. Yeah, you'd have to be the lucky one to be released. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Can you imagine going... Like being signed in because of how easy it was because, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're a little bit anxious. Um, yeah. Everybody gets anxious. I Anxiety. 
I mean, anxiety is a normal human emotion. Absolutely. Like, like everyone experiences anxiety at some point. 100%. It's, it's built into us. It's what's kept us alive. <laughs> like Exactly. The whole exactly. fight and flight response. And then you're just like, okay, well, you know what? I have calmed down. I've learned how to suppress um, showing emotions because that's what we do. And then, mm-hmm. nope, too bad. You stay here or you die um, because mm. you're not going to draw the lottery of being released. So I was. Basically. Oh, that's horrible. I hate it. Yeah. Like, all of this is not great at all. Like, in my mind, when I picked this uh, topic for an episode, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's haunted. <laughs> like, all that. And then I was like, oh, no, this is actually really fucking depressing. And the reason that it's haunted is because people were treated horribly in this place and mm. a lot of them died. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine how much, like, negative energy would be in that place. Yeah. I Like, um, I... You can do a tour of this place, so you can go in it. I don't think I would want to, though, personally, just because I feel like the amount of, like, sadness and anger that would probably still reside there is just, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable thinking about it. Yeah, that's wild. So after all of that, the hospital was open for 128 years. Ew. And... Considering those statistics that I told you before, a lot of death happened in this place. Mm. So it has to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Right? It fucking is. It really is. <laughs> um, it's listed as one of, if not the most haunted buildings in Australia. And I'm not surprised by that right. at all. Yeah. Now knowing what I know about what – well, I don't really know what went on in that place, but I know it was bad. Well, um, yeah, you can kind of gather how many people died in that place. Like, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a big building, but, I mean, it isn't – to house that much death, it's not really that big. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's said that something unexplainable happens on every ghost tour through the place. Okay. And it's been the subject of so many paranormal investigations. It's there's so many. I watched some of them on YouTube um, and it's called Asylum Ghost Tours. I was um, going to ask if this was going to be on YouTube. So um, it was like it's pretty much the only thing that they had on their channel um, and it was – I freak myself out so much. Um, it's it's almost like so you know how like you have sort of different kinds of like spirits or ghosts, mm-hmm. and how some of them are just like residual energy, but then others are like there. There's definitely something living there. Yeah, um, I know it sounds weird to say living there when you're talking about something that's dead, but I think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This place seems like they're still there. It's not just residual. Um, like if you ask for a response from them, you. Pretty much guaranteed an answer. Wow. Which, thanks, I hate it. That's so interesting. Um, there's a few places in the building that have more paranormal activity than others. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a section called the Bull Pit, which is particularly active, and this is where the young men were housed. That makes sense. Um, so about 80 to 120 males were housed there, ranging from as young as six. <gasps> no. To 28. Yeah. What? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, children were housed in this place. Little babies. In yes. with, no. Yes. Um, so, yeah, 6 to 28, that's quite an age range. That's a ma- I hate it. I hate it. So as a result of this, some of the men that were housed there were overflow from the jail, which is like right, pretty much next door to it. Um, so because of that, it probably would have functioned much like a, Prison. prison, yeah. Um, and the energy in the bull pit is described as almost aggressive. 
I um, just, almost like you can feel their frustration. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Like, especially with a name like the Ball Pit. Um, mm. I feel like just naming it that is already very quite visceral and quite aggressive. I I'm gonna say some names of some other um, areas of the buildings. Well, I don't know if they were called that or back then, just or if it's to a now. name that was given to it. Like later, I'm not sure. Unfortunately, especially mm, because like this is so old, I couldn't really find a lot of uh, like in depth information about it. Mm. Um, but people commonly report hearing someone whisper in their ear. I, ha- I hate that I so hate much. That <laughs> um, knocking, clapping sounds, and footsteps. I can I could deal with the knocking and the clapping and the the footsteps. Don't don't whisper in my ear. Don't get that close. Like honestly, like for most people in life. Don't get that close to my ear. Right, 100%. Even if you are living, personal space bubble. <laughs> don't breathe in my ear. Don't touch me. <laughs> I don't mm, want it. Yeah, no. I, uh, I, yeah, I just hate that. Like, especially if you're just like walking through somewhere and then you just get a whisper in your ear that you weren't expecting. No. Eh, disgusting. No, thanks. Unsubscribe. So I watched a YouTube documentary about Beechworth. It was called Into the Unknown. If you're like me and scare easily, definitely watch it during the day with like the blinds open so you can see the sun. Um, <laughs> because I, when I watched this, it freaked me the fuck out. I, I hated it. Oh, I'm gonna watch this I tonight. It, but I loved it at the same time. If that makes sense. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm gonna watch it. Um, so it's mostly about their paranormal investigation. Um, they go in at night alone. I, I like. It. <laughs> Uh, even just thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. I just I scare so easy. I remember when um, um, we were talking about going to a ghost tour, and it was just I was like, no, I was like a hard fucking no. Like you were laughing, but I think that was just like your automatic response of like, oh, I'm gonna die. I've only done like one ghost tour before, and that was at the quarantine station in, at Manly in Sydney, mm. and um, I felt like I was just gonna like have a heart attack the entire time and the tour was two hours long yeah it's a long tour and i yeah i really felt like i was gonna die at any point of that so um we i also did it on halloween oh goodness of course and they only give at night and they only give you like lanterns for light Mm -hmm. and there might be like 30 to 40 people in the group and they give you like five lanterns yeah yeah it is dark you can barely see anything it is fucking terrifying Good times. So, yes, when you uh, suggested another ghost tour, I was like, um, no, thank you. <laughs> Respectfully so declined. Sure, also, no. Because <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure, wasn't that um, a different um, asylum yeah. in regional Victoria? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, the next things I'm going to tell you. Oh, here so we go. they tried a spirit box in the bull pit. Oh, fuck yeah. They asked if someone was there. Mm-hmm. And it answered. It said, Freddie. Freddy, Freddy who? Freddy, just Freddy. I don't like the name Freddy. Uh, it reminds me of Freddy Krueger, and that makes me very uncomfortable. In the video, it's answered Freddy, and so the two guys that are doing the investigation are just talking to each other, saying like, oh, did it just say Freddy? Mm. And then the spirit box answered and said yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate that. Yes. I hate it so much. Mm. Freddy, no one was talking to you at that time. Just uh, mind your beeswax, please. So the next question they asked us was how many spirits were in the room at, at that time? And it said two. Oh, okay. The last question they asked was if it was a boy or a man and it answered boy. <gasps> Freddie. So he was, he was young. Oh, no. I think the thing that really got me about this is because I'm actually a bit of a skeptic when it comes to spirit boxes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much like I think that 
they work. But I don't know, this might have made me a believer because the answers they received so directly correlated with the the questions they were asking. Mm. Like, it made sense. I've seen other videos where they have spirit boxes and, like, the answers don't really make any sense and they just try to make it make sense. Yeah. But these were like, what's your name? Here's my name. Yeah. How many people are in here? Here's a number. Yeah, like, direct answers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, they were so direct. Especially when they said, is it a boy or a man? And it said boy. Right, like you gave it like two that options. is a direct answer. It wasn't just like groan or something like that. Or I just got goosebumps. I hate this. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're doing this during the day because we both know our ha- my Same. house is haunted. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like 1.30 in the afternoon. I'm so glad I'm doing it now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just it, it fucking freaks me out that the answers were just, yeah, like so clear. That's wild. Uh, don't like it. So what you're saying is we're going to go and we're going to bring a spirit box. No, that's definitely <laughs> like the exact opposite. That's of what, what I heard though. So <laughs> I think I would just die. <laughs> I 100% don't think we'd even make the drive there. Like we'd get in the car and be like, no, thanks. <laughs> Turn around. Next week I'm just like sitting on the floor crying and that's the end. Because <laughs> that's probably what would happen. Okay. Uh, another area that is particularly haunted is a section called Grevelia, um, which is spelled like G-R-E-V-I-L-L-E-A. I think that's how you say it. Mm, that's how I would say it. So it's the male infirmary. Okay. This was an area that was used, obviously, to uh, treat physical sickness, but it was also a place where they carried out treatments for mental illnesses as well. Uh-oh. It was popular at the time to use restraint therapy for more difficult to control patients, which meant that some of them could spend a lot of time in a straitjacket or being strapped to a bed. Oh. It's not great. Also, shock therapy. I hate that. I hate that. And considering the time, I would also assume lobotomies. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I'm not sure. Let me Google when lobotomies. I was going to say, like, I have no, like, I have no idea about whether, like, these particular practices were used, mm. but these were the practices at the time. So I would assume that they would have. Uh, so lobotomies were widely used from the late 1930s through to the early 1950s. That late? I thought it would have been earlier. Same. I really had in my mind that, yeah, like. Late 1800s, early 1900s, lobotomies, they would have been giving those out, yeah? The first but, like, lobotomy was performed in the late 1880s when cis- Swiss physician, someone Burkhard, um, or Burkhard, removed parts of the brain cortex in patients suffering from auditory hallucinations and other symptoms of schizophrenia. So, okay. I mean, it, it could have, like, been, I don't know. If they weren't popular until... The 1930s, they probably weren't actually. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure shock therapy at that time was common. Oh, I hate the ideas of lobotomies. Like, I hate it so I'm actually going to double check about the shock therapy because now I'm doubting myself. Okay. The other thing is that shock therapy is still used, so just not as commonly. Yeah. Okay, so in my little Google search, you know how, like, Google will bring up that, like, people also ask. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously it's got, like, when did lobotomies start? When was the first lobotomy performed? And then it's just like, did a lobotomy hurt? And it said, quote, it felt like a broom handle was being pushed in my brain and my head was splitting apart. I hate that. I don't know whose quote that was. That I, I hate it. Okay. So it's possible that they did use shock therapy. Mm-hmm. 
um, because it the first the first reported use of using electricity um, to treat um, like depression was in the 1700s. Um, but it also looks like it wasn't super popular until like the early like 1920s, 30s kind of era. Right. Okay. But it kind of seems like we've been trying to use shock therapy for a really long time. And it sort of seems like it was being used up until like the 80s. Yeah. Which is crazy. Apparently now they're more known as a leucotomy rather than a lobotomy. Oh, so do we still perform those now? Apparently, you'll see it, I read it. Uh, lobotomy is rarely, if ever, performed today. And if it is, I would have, yeah. it's a much more elegant procedure. You're not going in with an ice pick and monkeying around. Uh, mm. I hate the idea. Just like an, I hate the idea of anything going in your nose or around your eyes. Stop it. Don't do it. No. Well, I also think like, okay, we obviously know like a lot more about the brain now, mm-hmm. but we still don't know it all. No. Like the brain is still quite an enigma to us. So the fact that you're just going in there and removing parts. I mean, yeah, I don't, it freaks me out. Like even the procedures of like removing parts of the skull to let out pressure when there's been Mm. traumatic injury to the brain, that freaks me out. Like I feel like as like human beings are just so delicate we are well, the brain is. We are just marshmallows. We are just big old fucking marshmallows, like meat marshmallows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's disgusting. And like <laughs> the things that are like keeping us alive, like our heart, our lungs, our brain, so delicate. Well, yeah, but I, I think to, for me, that's like the most amazing part is that like we've evolved to have like systems in place to like protect all of these like really delicate parts of us. But if anything touches it. Mm. Goodbye. It's wild to me that we don't fully understand the thing that keeps us alive. Like I know. I'm thinking about the fact that my brain, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, it's weird. It hurts my brain. Also, I'm staring (laughs) at a Tunisian crochet hook that's sitting right across from me, and I'm just like, oh, no. That looks like a lobotomy ice pick. (laughs) Okay, well, now you're never going to look at that the same. hate it. Yeah, I, I, I think if I think about this too long, it just really hurts me because my brain, the one that helps me generate my thoughts, mm-hmm. so does that mean that they're my thoughts or are they my brains? But No, nah, I don't want to go into it. This is going to be the eel thing okay. all over again. <laughs> I can't. I can only concentrate I, on one okay. thing at a time and right now I'm still concentrating on the eels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to leave in the electroshock thing and lobotomies because it's possible that they would have been performed at the time, but it's also possible that they weren't. Mm. So, look, I don't know. If they weren't using that, though, I'm also terrified about what they were using. Right, and also this was open for 128 years. so Exactly. So it probably was actually used at some point. Exactly. But... I don't know that for sure. I'm just, yeah, I'm just worried. Okay, electroshock therapy and lobotomies, not great. No. But what else were they using if they weren't using that? I wonder for how long that, like, they were just locked in and forgotten about, essentially. that I, That's where I was going with that. I'm like, they were probably just, like, essentially chained up. Yeah. And left. Or I would hate to think about the physical abuse that probably would have went on mm. to make people behave. Yeah. The intimidation. Obviously, all this is like assuming because we don't know what happened in that place, but I can't imagine anything that they did was great. Yeah. Yeah. Because people were dying all the time. So, like. Yeah. I don't think the sympathy and like, or the even just the empathy would have been even remotely close to what we have today. No. 
well, obviously not because they were literally locking these people up. Like, no matter what happened in there, they were locked in there. So. Yeah. I mean, with that fucking ditch. Yes, with the trench. I hate it. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. That just makes me very sad. So in regards to electroshock therapy, sorry, I didn't finish my point before we went off on that wild tangent. <laughs> in regards to electroshock therapy, we actually do still use that, just not obviously anywhere near as much. Right. And apparently it can be like a valid treatment for severe depression. Okay. But at the time when it was overused, uh, basically it just ca- caused a lot of memory loss. Um, so I guess like if you can't remember that you were depressed, maybe you aren't anymore. I, I don't fucking know. But it also created a lot of like issues with like their heart um, and blood pressure. Right. I think it was a lot of like, oh, you've had an outburst here. Let's give you a little shock. That was not so little. So I don't know how often they were giving people treatments like that, but. Dang, I don't like it. Yeah. So basically when people go into um, that male infirmary, a lot of people report that they feel extreme emotional reactions for no reason. Like a lot of people feel like they want to cry. Or, like, feel really sick, like, to their stomach, that that sort of thing. That's sad. I don't like that. I actually have a photo for you that was taken on a tour in this part of the hospital, and it looks like a child holding a toy. I hate it okay. for multiple reasons. One is that that is so sad if they were treating children like that in there. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that's not the case, but who knows? Mm. I hate looking at ghost photos is two. It freaks me out. I love this so, stuff. I'm excited. Okay, I'm going to show you show you the photo. Ooh. So it's two photos and they're taken like a second apart. Oh. That is so clearly a child like kneeling on the floor that I don't like it. Yeah. And it looks oh. like it's holding like a little teddy or something. It's definitely holding something, yeah. It's holding something. I don't know what it, I Maybe I'm just assuming that it's like a teddy because like, it's a child. That's wild. And it's also like staring into your soul. I, it's crazy to me too that it's kind of like peering out between the shadows of like, you can see the human shadow. Like, like that's taking the photo. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm guessing that there's a light source behind them, which wouldn't mm. absolutely make sense. And it's just like kind of peeking through the break yeah, in the shadow. I, ha- I have to close that. I- <laughs> Creepy. I don't like it. That's wild. Um, so, and like, I'm, we'll obviously include these photos um, on our social media, but it so clearly looks like a person. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no mistaking it for anything else. It's not like a grainy thing that like, oh, if I look at it really closely and zoom it in, maybe it looks like a person. No, it is. it literally looks like a person yeah. is there. Like we've seen other, um, when we did our cryptids episode, um, it was like, when we, I think it was the Yowie, we were like, oh, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, like it was really unclear. It just looks like a blob. This, this is very clear. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so clear. Obviously, it's a photo taken in the dark, so it's a little grainy, mm. but it is very clear that that is a human. Mm. Um, I, you couldn't mistake that for anything else. That's wild. I'm going to talk about some of the more well known spirits that have been seen repeatedly okay. since it closed. And one of those is. Matron Sharp. Oh, okay. So she was the asylum's third matron and worked at Beechworth from 1878 to 1893. Um, it is worth noting that she didn't die there. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that there's probably a lot of stories of people returning to places even though they didn't die there. Right. She actually did retire and moved away from the area with her children, but she's still one of the most commonly seen spirits there. She's commonly seen around the infirmaries and people say that her presence is weirdly comforting 
Okay. So she was actually described when she was alive as a very caring person. That really makes sense. That's nice. Um, she was said to be particularly kind to the patients and would sit with them before they received electroshock therapy to keep them calm and reassure them. Aww. I don't know how I feel about that. It sounds like she was participating in the thing that kind of hurt them but was making them feel good about it. Right. But I was expecting more of a, like, a nurse ratchet <laughs> type of situation. No, that's definitely not the case. It kind of seems like, to me, everything that I read about this person, she actually did care about the patients and wanted them to get better. Mm. And I guess at the time they seen electroshock therapy as a way to get better. Exactly, yeah. So it probably in her mind she was doing the right thing. But, yeah, she, sort of, she seems like she was the kind of person who actually did care about the patients and maybe that is why she returned back there, maybe because she cared, you know, so much. Mm. Yeah. You know? So she's one of them. Okay. Another person who's commonly seen is Tommy Kennedy. Um, Tommy also worked there. He wasn't a patient. Um, But part of his job was to take the bodies of people who passed away to the morgue. Okay. In one video I watched, they said he used to take the bodies the long way to the morgue so they could say goodbye to all their friends. (sighs) I don't know how I feel about that. That's very morbid. It's very morbid, but in a way I feel like it's a very kind thing to do. Like they got to like take one last walk around. Mm. I don't know. I'm sure that's the way that he intended it. Yeah. Um, he was extremely well liked by everyone and he died on the property after an accident in the kitchen. Oh. Um, so later that kitchen was converted into a theater and people say that when they go into the theater, um, they can feel someone tugging on their clothes or poking them in the ribs. Oh, no, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> no. I hate it. The tugging on the clothes I'm fine with, but don't, please. The poking. Don't poke. That hurts. No. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> uh, a woman who was thrown out of an upstairs window by another patient who was after her cigarettes is uh, seen most commonly where her body was found. Okay. Um, and her story, this is not great. The woman was Jewish, so they were unable to move her body until a rabbi had seen it. Oh, no. And because of this, she was just left there for two days. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I could understand why she might not be happy about that. Yeah, no, I'd be fucking pissed off too, to be honest. Yeah, very. When people take photos of the window she was thrown from, there are commonly orbs seen in the photo. I wrote that, but I don't know if I believe in the orbs in photos thing. Mm, I think it's just it's difficult with orbs because, like, it literally can be. It can be light. Yeah, and it can be a speck of dust on, like, yeah, exactly. flash and stuff like that. But I guess, like, if you have a lot of people taking photos of the same window and they all get the same result, mm. it's either there's a light there that's casting that, but I don't know. When you do ghost tours, there's usually not a lot of light. Right. Um, or they, it's very dusty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh, chip. Or there's something there. I think chips are just like, yeah, dusty. <laughs> okay, so he agrees with me. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are other stories such as a patient who couldn't be located. I hate these ones. I just they make me feel so uncomfortable. Um, so a patient who couldn't be located was found hanging from a tree after the resident dog Max was found chewing on a human leg bone. No, I hate that. Don't like it. Doctors can be seen wandering the corridors. Um, the sounds of children's laughter when there is no children on site. That is terrifying to me. Mm, there's nothing scarier than children laughing. Like yeah, when there's no children, yeah, disembodied laughing. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Um, strange sounds, icy cold spots. Um, there's even a few records of people being scratched Ooh. by something that was not there. So like they have physical scratches on their body. Isn't that like a sign of like a demon being present? Okay, I hate that. Wish I didn't know it. <laughs> 
That's how I felt about the eels. <laughs> okay, there's a difference between eels and demons. <laughs> Is there? Because okay. I'm not convinced. <laughs> <sighs> so, look, I think it's safe to say that this place is definitely haunted. I, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even blame them for, like, you know, hanging around. Right. Actually, in a way, now that I'm thinking about that, at first when I when I wrote this, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense if they had a terrible time, they're, they're there letting everyone know about it. I get it. Mm. But then I'm like, if you had a terrible time, when you want to be anywhere else? I wonder if it feels like they're still locked in that place, though. Oh, I don't want to think about that. That's terrible. Like, it's it, that's very sad. Like, but that would make sense as to why they would still be there. Like, I mean, something so traumatic and, like, you being in a mm. locked in a place where you can't really leave and yeah. having that feeling, like, reside with I mean, you. I hope that that's not how they're spending their afterlife. Right. Because that just seems really sad. Mm. But, I mean, it really does sort of seem like from the stuff that I've seen, especially, like, go and watch that YouTube um, documentary, what was it called, Into the Unknown. That was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, it just really seems like there's definitely still people who are no longer alive still there. Wild. Yeah. Um, so it didn't actually close until 1995. Oh, you know, I, mean, I, I was about to say, it's not that long ago. It kind of is, but isn't at the same time. Right. Um, and from everything I've read, it sounds like the treatment of patients greatly improved after medication was introduced in the 1950s um, because they relied a lot less on physical treatments. Mm. Um, and when the place shut down, it actually created a huge problem in the area because hundreds of people lost their jobs and it's regional, so there's not a lot of employment opportunities. Yeah. Um, and there weren't really any other facilities for patients to go to. Um, so we did sort of have like this period in Australia where a lot of mental health facilities did just shut down. Mm. Um, we don't have a lot left. No, we don't. Um, and it's kind of relied on like families to support those people. Um, so for people who don't have family to support them, it creates like a huge problem. Yeah. It. Um, yeah. And like, even if you do need to go to those facilities, like you generally have to travel quite a distance. So like supporting even like someone who has been able to go to a facility is not always the easiest thing. Um, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I have to admit like in Australia, we're really shit at this. Mm. Um, and I don't know if they're planning on opening other facilities or not. I've not, I've not heard anything about it until they shut a, a lot of them. Yeah. I don't really know what the plan was there or if they even had one. Oh, well, I guess just all this whole, you know, if we don't like, if we don't think about it, it doesn't exist. I have a feeling it was more just cost. Oh, absolutely. Which is, like, the worst part. Yeah, I mean, there was 100% has to do with, like, cutting costs and putting budgeting mm. elsewhere. But, I mean, it's also just, like, well, let's not talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, yeah, we're, we're really not great at it, unfortunately. Um, hopefully that changes in the future. But, like I said, I have no idea if that's the plan or not. Hmm. Right now, the main buildings of Beechworth Lunatic Asylum are completely run down. They have not been maintained or anything like that. Um, I know that they are trying to restore some of it um, just so they can continue doing the tours, tours through that place. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's. Um, I'm sure that they probably suffered greatly in the pandemic as well since no one would have been going there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm kind of curious if they do do renovations to, like, keep it open, whether the uh, paranormal activity increases. Right, because that's a very real possibility, um, apparently. Generally, like stirs well, things up. From what I what, from what I've heard, renovations they don't really like it. Yeah, it just stirs up all the activity. Exactly. So, um, there is a Facebook group um, called Asylum 
Ghost Tours. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the Beechworth has their own Facebook group as well. Because I was in it for a while just to like see the photos people take there on tours. Mm. I've got one of the photos I found that is also very convincing to me that, 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 that that's a ghost. Um, so I'll show that to you. Ooh. It looks like a little girl just standing in the hallway. Yeah. I'll admit the zoom in photo does more damage to the quality of the photo. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like a side profile. Yeah, like they're not even realizing that someone else is in the hall with them. So, yeah, they're like, it looks like they've come out of a doorway into the hallway and they're looking down the hall, like in the opposite direction of the person taking the photo. Mm. Um, so you can't see their face. You're like looking at the back of their head, essentially. But I don't know, that really clearly looks like a person to me. Yeah, it looks like a side profile to me. Yeah. Um, like you can like you can see their clothes and like their knees. Mm. It's wild. Also that black mold does not look good. <laughs> um no, look then they're, <laughs> they're not maintaining this place for people to really be in. <laughs> so <laughs> um, look, I'll admit I did spend some time in that Facebook group like looking at photos and stuff. I'll admit a lot of the photos are super grainy and, like, you're struggling to see what they're talking about. Right. But, like, this one, I'm like, no, that is a person. That is a person in the hall. That's cr- that's wild. Um, mm, no, hate it. Now, like, I don't know. I love, like, ghost tours and stuff like that. Now I want to go do a ghost tour. <laughs> and then be scared. Have you, have you done many ghost tours in the past? Yeah, so I've done the quarantine station um, in Sydney. Did Old Melbourne Jail. That was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, got locked into one of the, the prison cells oh. by myself in the dark. That was great. That's where I sit on the floor and cry. Um, did a few when we were in Europe as well, uh, which was interesting. But yeah, I love that. I love that stuff. <laughs> Spooky stuff. Yeah, see, I hate it. Heckin' haunting. Love it. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's pretty much everything I could find on Beechworth Asylum. That's so interesting. I don't know. It's like I, fi- I do find it interesting, but I also find it just like really sad. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of glad that this isn't the way that we mostly treat people <laughs> these days. Yeah. I, th- I feel like it opens like a bigger question about how we treat mental health and stuff. But I feel like over time we're just sort of learning more and more and it's getting yeah. better. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Mm. Um, and I just find it really sad that people were treated so poorly. That people just like died in mental health facilities. Yeah. It's wild to me how many people died here yeah but yeah, so it was like, over nine thousand. i'm pretty sure i said that before yeah that's wild like when you break that down over like how many it was like 128 years right yeah so yeah. nine thousand divided by 128 that's 70 a year like or just over 70 I, a year and this is like not a place that people are you know put in because they're physically sick right do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have, I don't think you would expect a lot of people to die. Right. Well, I yeah. mean, considering only a third of that died within the infirmary. Um, exactly. That to me is wild. I guess, like, I'm probably thinking that um, most of those deaths probably occurred prior to the 1950s. So it actually was probably a lot more than that a year. Mm. Um, and I guess you could probably take into consideration the fact that these people were struggling with, well, some of these people were struggling with mental health conditions. Suicide probably would be a factor. Right. And if it's right next to a prison where yeah. people, like, there's just an overflow. Yeah, also that. Mm. Um, so I guess there probably are valid reasons why people might have died on site, but it, I still feel like that number is so high. It doesn't make it any less sad. No, it doesn't either because I'm assuming. 
it's kind of hard to say because it seems like a lot of the people that were, um, you know, um, a patient in this place probably weren't there from actual, like, that actually needed to be there. Mm. I guess it just depends because we, we don't know what each patient that went there was in there for. Yeah. But it sounds like, especially in the early days, maybe when it first opened, that there were just a lot of people put in there because they had generally, I guess what would be considered now as um, a normal amount of stress or anxiety. Yeah, that's it. You know, like these days I don't think anyone would be in there. Right. Well, just the list that you had um, given before. There was so many things. And that was things. from like 1917 or 1916. So. Yeah, and there's so many things on that list that like I could have been put in for, you know, like it's, yeah, same. it's wild, just absolutely wild. Like, I mean, I think it's a good thing though, like because we can see how far we have come in treating yeah. mental health um, and even just discussing mental health I think is so much more yeah. prevalent nowadays, which is good. I think we have a long way to go, but I think it's a lot better than, you know, being put into uh, a facility for – with an ice pick shoved up your nose. Yeah, for, you know, like feeling sad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another thing that – because pregnancy was mentioned in that list. I'm like, so basically if you had postpartum depression. Right, and we and now we know how prevalent that is. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel kind of like just very sad for the people mm. who are – especially in the early days. I feel like it probably did improve a lot. Absolutely. And I'm sure there was time, like but- staff there that – like you said, the nurse yeah. who did actually really care and really did genuinely think that they were doing the best um, and giving the yeah, best absolutely. possible care. I, I, I have no doubt that there were staff there that genuinely cared about these people and wanted them to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they weren't equipped with the best information, but it was the information they had available to them at the time. Mm. Um, I'm, and I'm also sure that there was probably staff there that were just on a fucking power trip. Yeah. You know, like I feel like there's too many stories of that. For it to not be the case. Yeah, absolutely. It also just makes me think of like um like American Horror Story. Right. I'm sure it was nothing like that, but also yikes. Well, there's a shred of truth to some of those story like some of those um seasons, isn't there? I mean, there also is that. I'm sure it wasn't as as extreme. No, absolutely as not. What was on the TV show, but that's what it makes me think of. That's wild. Um, I don't know, it just sort of seems like um even like orphanages in that time. Mm. Um like Personally, I had a member of my family who was in an orphanage in the late 50s, early 60s, and she said that the treatment she received there was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I don't think any of those facilities, whether it was for mental health or because, um, you know, you were an orphanage, orphanage, like in an orphanage rather, um, I don't think any of those facilities were. Yeah, I don't think so either. Run particularly well, especially since like the amount of information that they had at the time was very limited plus funding would have been extremely limited. I was going to say, that was my next point. I'm sure they didn't get a lot of money to look after these people. Mm. So, yeah, just very sad story all around, but also, like, at least the haunting aspect is a little bit more, I was going to say fun. I still feel like it's not fun. So remote <laughs> ghost hunting episode when? Oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine if we did, like, if we just mic'd ourselves up, went on a ghost oh. tour? I think that would be it's great. It's just going to be me, like, complaining the entire time about how afraid I am. I think you would be, like, complaining, 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 and then you would just go silent. Like, your audio would just cut because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you passed out. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, I remember when I did the quarantine station. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a jump scare in that um, tour at one point. 
And I was standing very close to the door of that room. And I was so like out there so fucking quickly. Like you have no idea. <laughs> I, I've never opened a door that quickly in my life. Um, <laughs> I was just like, nope, I'm out. I'm, I'm actually out. I'm just leaving. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> so, oh God, that, that would be an episode. I think that would be an amazing episode. <laughs> I think it would be terrible. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad that we've uh, gotten this episode back. Uh, hopefully, the audio doesn't. I was going to say, again. look, let's <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. It could still corrupt before. Oh, can you imagine that? It'd be so spooky. If that happens, I'm just going to pass out. I, I don't know. Like, I no. <laughs> Maybe it was because the first time we recorded it, I was actually in Victoria. Mm, too close. So now that I'm in Queensland. Maybe it'll be okay. Some distance created, yeah. Yeah, maybe. So if you if you hear this episode, <laughs> we actually got it to work. That, that's amazing. Um, if you don't, well, it's gone. <gasps> Could you imagine if while you're editing this, right, you hear an EVG or something like that? <laughs> actually, the last episode, so the Australian Cryptids Part 1, oh, no. um, I was editing that and there was a noise in the background that I cannot identify. No, there wasn't. There was. I deleted it because it scared me so much. Your audio or mine? <laughs> it was my audio. I don't know. It sounded like someone screaming but very <gasps> far away. Oh. And I hated it. <laughs> because, like, um, when I edit, I speed us up. Yeah. I do, like, one and a half times speed to just make it quicker. Yeah. Um, so um, it also really points out if there's any odd noises in mm. it, though. So I heard it and I'm like, hang on, wait, what, was fu- what the fuck was that? So I went back um, and I listened to it again and I'm like, hang on. What? So I put it back down to like normal speed and I'm like, hang on, wait, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, no, 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 that sounds like a scream, but like really far away. Right. And I don't know if that was something that happened outside. I mean, my microphone's pretty, usually pretty good at um, cancelling out background noise, mm. but it just sort of sounded very distinctively like a, either a person yelling or screaming. Oh, For like sneaky. a second. Um, yeah, I hated it. <laughs> as soon as I realized it sounded like a person, I'm like, ah, delete, go- goodbye. No, never. <laughs> Mute that Never going to listen to it again. That's so funny. <laughs> so if there's anything in the background of this episode, you might be editing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I'll just be like, no, I'm putting this down. Now you're editing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so look, not as spooky as I was expecting. But still, I think, interesting. Mm, very. So there's your heckin' haunt for Halloween. Absolutely. Happy anniversary. Are, are you, are you, yeah, you too. Are you doing anything Halloween-y this year? Probably not. I'll probably just watch probably horror movies. But, I mean, that's just a regular night, Halloween-y. isn't it? Well, it's not for me. <laughs> we've, been, um, we've been binging through, like, all the old horror movies. So, like, we've okay. watched all of the Friday the 13th. Um, okay. All of Nightmare on Elm City Street. So now we're on to Halloween. Um, I, I'll admit, I don't find like those old um, Halloween movies very scary. Oh, none of the old I'm horror sure movies at are. the time they were, yeah. but now watching them, I'm just like, oh, this is kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of comical now. Um, yeah. I found that Nightmare on Elm Street was probably the most comical in terms of like its special oh, effects. Oh, yeah. Um, when Friday the 13th, as soon as you're, you saw boobies, 
you knew someone was going to die. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but as soon as it was boobies, someone was about to die. Um, and now we're watching the Halloween ones. And I don't know. I have an affinity for Michael Myers. I don't know why, but, like, I think out of the three, he's probably, which is so I don't know. He just It just makes me think of Dead by Daylight. And as soon as you Daddy heard Myers. that fucking Michael Myers music, I was like, nah, fuck this. I hate this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although Freddy is one of the worst killers in Dead by Daylight. Yeah, absolutely. So, Man, we, um, have I'm to going work. to a Halloween party on Halloween weekend, so that Ooh. should be. Are you dressing uh, up? I, mean, I don't think it's. Good. I don't think it's gonna be spooky. Um, yeah, everyone is. I still don't have my costume, and it's like less than a week away. Uh, so <laughs> what are you gonna dress up as? I have no idea. I I really need to decide and sort it out. Mm. Do the whole like but, yeah. mean girls thing and just put on like some mousey and be like, I'm a mouse. <laughs> probably by the time that you're actually hearing this episode, I'm probably still gonna be hungover. Um. Oh, gosh. Amazing. Because it's coming out on a Monday. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Um, and I guess we'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. Thanks for sticking it out with us for two years <laughs> or however yeah, long you've years. been here. Crazy. Amazing. <laughs> Is that it? Oh, wait. Socials. Fuck. Oh, almost forgot. Almost forgot. I was like so ready to say bye. Like, yeah, uh-huh. peace out. Um, okay, so if you're seeing the visuals, um, they will be on Twitter and Instagram, which is at Devil's Margarita. Um, if you want to tell us about a ghost tour you've been on, you should definitely email us at devilsmargaritapod at gmail.com. The funniest part about me getting that email address right is that clearly two years ago, I used to put the socials at the bottom of my notes so I would remember it. Mm-hmm. And I'm no longer that organized. <laughs> <laughs> I um I just had like a, a slight freak out when you were reading off the socials Why? because I was like looking at my computer, obviously, and all of like all my programs just disappeared. I was like, no, oh, no, like everything just went bump, gone. I mean, your house is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Are you OK? Yeah. So I think everything's fine at the moment. But like, yeah, all of my apps just like disappeared. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should wrap this up. Yes. Um, before uh, the ghost gets in and like deletes everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. God, I, we're leaving on that note. That's so funny. <laughs>